views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. The following audio is via a Skype call. Let's talk about your juicy love with me, Una Drake. We explore relationships, dating, sacred union, communication, conscious love, healthy boundaries, and much more. As a dating and relationship coach for over five years, with a background in shamanic healing and metaphysical work, I've helped men and women, young and old, from all walks of life. My mission is to increase peace, joy, and love on planet Earth. So listen in and stay juicy. Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat, and I am here with my co-host, the host, actually, of your Juicy Love Radio, Una Drake. Today, yep, dating for weirdos. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Welcome, all of you Facebook folks. Una, what a cool topic. It's near and dear to my heart because honestly, <laughs> I felt I have felt like a weirdo most of my life. And it um I never thought that I would really truly find my match for for many years. It was very difficult. And but I did. And uh <laughs> I have um some things I think will be really helpful for people who who do feel like a weirdo or they feel kind of just out of step with people around them. Maybe they mm-hmm. feel like they've never found their tribe. And, um, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of things that, uh, that people can do and resources yeah. that are available today that have never been available in, in, the in the past. Yeah. You know, there is a song that Benny has played for me time, uh, time and time again, And so much of my life, um, I really related to this song because of, you know, pretty much being a little bit gloomy, you know, a little bit goth, right? (laughs) Uh, And and the song is Creep by Radiohead. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right, where he says, you're so special, you're so special, but I'm a creep, I'm a weirdo. And, uh, you know, it's interesting how the use of that term, but it is really used in a very endearing, loving way in what we're talking about today, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm not trying to make anyone feel worse about themselves. I'm just, no. that that's a word that I've used in my own internal dialogue in the past. And I, I think a lot of people do, uh, you know, at least from time to time. So yeah. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, when people are a little bit different, I know that I've been called out quite a few times and that's been a term that people associate with me and my life's path. And, you know, now I look at it and say, yeah, I am a little different, but in a kind of cool way. And that's what today's show is about. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's kick it off because this is a really cool topic. Let's kick it off and talk a little bit about, you know, this this idea of a diverse culture. And we have so much freedom here. You know, we have so many things in this country, I'm saying, that sure. we can choose from. Um, but even with that, we're so hungry for acceptance and sometimes at the expense of our own authenticity, right? 
Yes, it's a real human need. It's a real basic human need to belong, to have a family, to have a tribe, to have a culture and a sense of belonging. That's a really basic human need. And yet so many people, so many of us, I could say, because I, I put myself in this, you know, to some extent, at least in this category, for sure. You know, some of us don't feel like we really belong in uh, in the culture or the environment that we were raised in. Maybe we feel like we never completely fit with our family of origin or for whatever reason, you know, we never fit in in school or we never fit in somehow just never felt like we belonged in most of the environments that we've said. I think a lot of people who, you know, maybe a lot of listeners of the show, people who are spiritual, who have sensed that there's something more than just basic 3D reality, you know, and uh, they, sometimes you can feel like you're out of step with, um, you know, how, uh, how most of the dominant culture sees the world. So you can feel like you're weird, but it's still still a basic, basic human need to feel belonging. So with today's, you know, hugely diverse culture that we have, like in the United States, um, we have the opportunity to choose, uh, to, to pick a chosen tribe, basically, which is an awesome, an awesome opportunity and an awesome responsibility, really. Yeah. yeah. Because we have the the responsibility to meet our own needs, essentially, to meet our own needs for belonging and to to go out and have the courage to not to to stop just trying to make ourselves fit in wherever we find ourselves, but to actually find people that we have things in common with and that we have that sense of belonging and that sense of tribe. And it is super important, really, when we think about the journey we go on. And it is to find dating, soulmate, relationships, all of the above. Um, and, you know, I know the work that you do in this arena. You help people in a way so they can cut to the chase and really tap into that authentic tribe, that authentic connection. Because left unto our own, we're going to continue to pick the pattern, the pattern, the pattern, the pattern, or what's not going to work. Yeah, well, we might even... If we haven't done a lot of clarifying work, we might even pick people that uh, we think we should be with or that we think that we should like or we think that we should, you know, that we think based on maybe the tribe that we've grown up with, you know, the culture that is around us, that we pick a partner that we think should work. But ultimately, if it's not, if they're not a person of our own heart, so to speak, then uh, then it's not really going to work, you know. So we have to know ourselves and, and come from a, a strong a sense of um, grounding mm -hmm. um, in order to, to pick a partner that's going to be right for us. And a lot of people here, I guess it's, we're talking about tribe, we're talking about belonging, we're talking about family. And what yeah. does that have to do with dating? Well, here's the thing is that I have found time and time again that people, especially those who feel like they're a little weird or maybe a little on the outskirts. Um, a lot of times people, they want belonging, they want connection. And so they think they are going to solve that by getting a partner, you know, by getting an intimate, uh, you know, partner, a girlfriend, boyfriend, that kind of thing. Um, however, 
if someone is just going to find a partner to find a girlfriend or a boyfriend, but they don't have a strong sense of community first, mm, yeah. then they're basically setting themselves up for a tenuous relationship at, at best, honestly, yeah. because for, for people to go into a relationship in a really strong sense and for a relationship to thrive, it really, it should exist in, a, in an ecosystem where both partners have a sense of community and a sense of belonging so that they're not just relying on one intimate partnership to meet all of their connection, you know, needs. Like yeah. our connection needs as human beings extend well beyond just what we get from an intimate partnership. And yet in today's fragmented culture, I don't mean to be a pessimist, but can we just agree that there's a lot of fragmentation in, in our culture Oh, there's today? no question about it. I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, you and I don't have to, you know, make a generalization. All the studies, everything that you see, the people that study culture and diversity will tell you that, you know, the old school day of growing up in a neighborhood, and I was fortunate I grew up in a neighborhood. I grew up in a community. You know, there was a culture and a subculture and the community extended out beyond our particular race or religion. And there was a sense of belonging. Nowadays, we don't have that so much. You mm -hmm. know, kids grow up, they move away. They're not part of that. And honestly, Back in the day, if you moved away from your family, that was totally weird, right? Now we have something else uh, going on. And when you do move away, I don't know, Una, that we understand that it is equally important to build that community where we go. Right. I think there's a... a there's not a lot of appreciation of that. And I'm someone, I have lived overseas. I've lived, I have moved, you know, uh, to a different state. You know, I, you know, lived there for five years, you know, um, I, and then moved back. And, um, you know, I'm someone like you who's, you know, lived different places. Uh, and um, it can be really, really hard to establish that community in a new place. Uh, yeah. You know, um you know, you move to a new state, maybe for a job or for graduate school or whatever. I mean, I, I know a lot of people move to Seattle and yeah. then they experience like the Seattle freeze and they have trouble, you know, establishing a new community and a really supportive community here. Um, you know, that, that happens all the time. And yet it's so, so, so important to have that baseline community, that baseline social support, that tribe around you that you can rely on, you know, just for basic human needs. These are basic human needs. And yet in our culture, we don't recognize them. I think most people don't right. recognize how much we really need supportive people around us. And then we get isolated. And then now all the statistics demonstrate right out of the gate the rise of depression and anxiety. And it really is from being unplugged, you know, from being in a place of isolation a lot of times. I'm not saying that's the only reason, but it really is a big, big factor in it, what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. I've even heard it said that depression is really more of like a social issue than it is like a brain chemistry issue. Now, 
I'm not the expert who can make a call on that, but that resonates for me. I believe that there's a lot of truth in that statement that, you know, if, if we put ourselves in a situation where we have supportive people around us, I think you're going to see depression rates going up, going way down, you know, and because again, we're social people, we need community and we need, we need community, not just, uh, we need accepting supportive community, not community that we just fall into or that, you know, has a lot of external expectations of us that are not really in resonance with our soul. So yes, you're talking about, and we, we talked about just a few minutes ago about yeah. the kind of fragmentation of our society, which yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a case. And there's a lot of downsides to that. Yeah. What I'm suggesting that we look at is the awesome opportunity and potential that we have within that, that we can, we have to choose our own tribe. Yeah. Now, yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. And you know, when we come back, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about like, A, what does that mean? We have to choose our own tribe. But two, I want to talk about what you help people establish so that they know that there is a way and support to create that tribe. Nowadays, it's daunting. There's the meetup, there's the other thing, there's this, there's that. And without the guidance and the coaching of someone to say, it's okay to step out there. It's okay that you're a little bit different, that you think you're a little bit weird. You know, there's a home for everybody. Let's take a short break. Una Drake in the house when we come back. We want to tell you about how you can find acceptance. What does that look like? We're going to give you lots of information how you can work with Una. Uh, Your juicy love. Yep, that's what we're talking about. If you have a question for the show today, 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit empoweringenergy.com. That's empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Choose the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie Show. Tune in each week on Transformation Talk Radio as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. The Cornelia Stephanie Show is your catalyst for anchoring heaven on earth on a global scale. For more information, go to corneliastephanie.com. Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Fantastic has a special gift for everyone out there. To receive three chapters of the Knowledge Book as a special gift, send your email to mmjp99 at gmail.com. 
That's Amazon Mary, Amazon Mary, JP99 at gmail.com now to receive this fabulous, fabulous gift of the knowledge book. To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. Gain powerful insight and practical tools to support you on your spiritual journey. Access your higher self and tune in every second and fourth Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific to A Life Untethered with Andrew Martin and now co-host Jeremy Nudell. Walking the path of freedom. Andrew is a highly attuned intuitive oracle, energy worker, spiritual teacher, and international radio host. For more about Andrew and his services, visit andrewmartin.energy. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you, Benny, for that. Um, for those of you, that was the song Creep by Radiohead. And uh, the lyrics to that song are fascinating, interesting. Um, and there are versions of that song that have been done by Children Choir uh, and the, the cast of Glee. And what is it about that? What is it about a song that's called Creep? that we relate to. Maybe we don't relate to it all the time, but you know, this idea of looking at other people in our lives and seeing them as special and not seeing ourselves as special, you know, it happens more often than not. You know, today, Una Drake is here. We're talking about your juicy love, dating for weirdos. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Uh, before we talk about this, this, finding your tribe and finding acceptance, and you're going to share your journey. How can people find out more about you, Una, and the work that you do that can help them with this? Yeah. Uh, come to my website, uh, unadrake.com, U-N-A-D-R-A-K-E.com. And you can uh, read about me. You can uh, contact me through my site, send me an email. I do individual as well as group coaching and I have a lot of a uh, lot of articles, a lot of information on my site that you know for free. Just access it, and uh, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love for you to uh, click on the uh, talk to Una uh, link and set up a time to talk with me. I'd love to chat with you, hear what you're dealing with, and help you put together a plan to move forward, to find your tribe, and to find the juicy love that you're really looking for. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Um, Una, you know, we're talking about finding our tribe, but we're really talking about acceptance and what that means in the world. Um, and each of us have various journeys, various stories. You know, what What was your experience? You know, is this something that you too had to seek out and understand the dynamic of? Oh, absolutely. For sure. It, it's been a huge theme in my life. And that's why I 
one of the reasons I feel so passionate about helping other people. Um, what listeners may not know about me is that I've had a huge interest in, well, everything metaphysical my whole life, but I've also been interested in, in especially uh, UFOs and like ET contacts. And uh, I know that that has gained a more acceptance in the last, I want to say, five years or so. But for a long time, especially when I was you know, growing up and in early adulthood, like my 20s and early 30s, it was really scary to admit that to almost anyone. And so I had like kind of this closet passion, you could say, of, you know, this interest that had a huge effect on me and my life, but it, I, I felt like I couldn't share it with almost anybody, uh, including people in my immediate family, uh, you know, just really shut down. I experienced a lot of ridicule and a lot of, um, just, uh, weird responses, you could say, you know, people just being very, very uncomfortable with the types of things that I was most passionate about learning about or talking about, even just um, exploring on any level. And I felt like I really needed um, to seek out other people. And I dealt with depression for a good chunk of my life. Um, Honestly, from about age 11 to age I want to say age 30, essentially, off and on dealt with bouts of major depression and postpartum depression after I had my kids, um, especially my second. Um, And, you know, there's a, you could say there's a lot of reasons for that, but honestly, I just felt like I did not fit in. And I, in my, at some point in my, in my twenties, in early thirties, I decided to reach out. I decided I, I need to find some people who understand what I'm talking about because this is not working out, not having that and trying to pretend like I'm just like everyone else that I interact with. You know, at that time I was a full-time mom and uh, I was a stay-at-home mom. So I tried to interact with the other moms and the, you know, little, you know, kid groups, mom and me groups and whatnot. And I wanted to talk about aliens and tarot readings, (laughs) but no one else, you know, everyone else was like, oh, back away. (laughs) Um, I felt really weird. And um, I found my tribe through meetup.com. Honestly, I'm just going to straight up put it out there. You know, I will, and and other groups, like some groups that met at say East West Bookshop and and, um, some other, uh, you know, metaphysical type groups and and things like that in the Seattle area. Uh, But I needed, it was really uh, honestly a lifeline for me to be able to talk to other people who spoke, spoke my language, who looked at me like I wasn't crazy, who took, who accepted me for all of who I am. And I, and I think everybody needs that. And yet so many people in our culture, um, they want that, they crave that, and yet they don't know how to get it. They don't know how to reach out for it and, or they think they shouldn't have to reach out for it. And so they don't want to, like they resist that process. And I'm not going to say that it's easy. No, no, it's not necessarily. It's not easy. Right. I mean, I don't think you and our, our, you and I are saying it is easy. We're it's, just saying it's really key, though. 
it's really key to figure out how to do this. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so important. And and the rewards are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once you go from, you know, having to be guarded and not having people that you can really trust and really be yourself around to having a group of people that you can let your hair down with and really be yourself and be fully self-expressed and who really have your back and who get you. I mean, that's night and day. You can't put a price tag on that. (laughs) You know, uh, I don't care if it takes 10 years, do it, you know, seek it, seek out people who can be your tribe. And once you have, you know, that supportive community around you, and I'm not saying it will take 10 years, by the way, I was just, can often take much less than that. <laughs> um, but once you have that support around you, then you'll be in a much, much, much better position to seek out an intimate partnership. And you'll be in a much stronger position to mm-hmm. have a successful long-term relationship. You know, if that is what you see as your ultimate goal to have a long-term successful committed relationship, then I believe that Mm -hmm. the best relationships exist in an ecosystem of, uh, you know, a network of support and community where, uh, you know, each partner has other supports around them that might not be intimate, you know, but are social support systems. Yeah. And I love what we're talking about because let's just give people a glimpse at this. Um, Many, many people may not have a sense that what we're talking about today uh, transcends age. So let's just be clear. We're not talking about of a particular age group. We're talking about across the board. You know, there are aspects of life where, you know, you find your tribe and maybe your tribe changes. Um, you know, let me tell you, my tribe right now, I'm very fortunate. I have a group of friends um, uh, out there right now that have been my friends since I've moved here. I have a best friend that has been my best friend since 1973. And I have this other little group of people. And these are my table tennis buddies that I play ping pong with. And what I find is that each group supports a dimension of who I am, right? Yeah. And sometimes you have to really look at the kind of person you are. And maybe you go do art with this group. Maybe you dance with this group. And maybe you go play ping pong up at the center in Everett. But the point is, your heart smiles when you find that group, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And the more groups and communities that you can plug into, in a sense, the more supported you are because you're not relying on Mm -hmm. just one person or just one small community. If you are tapped into different communities, a diverse range of communities and supportive people who support different aspects of who you are, then if, you know, one group goes through a transition or, you know, things happen to to different groups or small communities. And the more diverse that that you have it, honestly, the more, the more parts of you are being acknowledged and, and supported and fed 
on a regular basis. And also it makes your network stronger and your community stronger, your ecosystem stronger. Yeah, we're going to take a short break. And that's what you're going to help us with today. You're going to help us with where do you start? How do you start to build this ecosystem? You know, for me, my little table tennis community happened accidentally, had no idea that here in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, ping pong is such a crazy, amazing thing. Ping pong and pickleball. And I was at a little meeting and I heard the sound of the ball because I used to play when I was a kid. So I know the sound. And I peeked into this big gymnasium, gymnasium room. And I looked in there and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like 30 people in there and three tables. And this was a mile from my house that I didn't know about. (laughs) That's That's what you're going to help us with when we come back. Una Drake is in the house. Questions about this. Do you know how to find your community? 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back. Do you want to heal your body and mind? Your body has a lot to tell you if you just learn to listen to your intuition. Audrey Michelle, host of Rewired Life Radio, can help you peel away the layers that are holding you back from living your best life. Tune in to Rewired Life Radio. Learn to love, heal, celebrate on Transformation Talk Radio every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Connect with Audrey at AudreyMichelle.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Tune in to the hit show, Raging Skillet Radio, mouthing off with Chef Rossi. Chef Rossi mouths off about different subjects in pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up your minds. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth, taking from the headlines of the day on subjects that reach beyond what goes on in the world into your hearts and go to the ragingskillet.com to find out more and let chef rossi know what's on your mind stay juicy tune in to your juicy love with me una drake co-hosting monthly with dr pat and every second monday at 12 p.m on transformation talk radio my show your juicy love helps you find the dynamic life-affirming love you've always wanted Transform your relationships and bring peace, joy, and juicy, juicy love to planet Earth. For more information, visit unadrake.com. Interested in deepening your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. Our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. 
To learn more about our courses and services, please visit www.esotericstudies.net. Do you know how powerful your thoughts and beliefs are in determining your experience of your life? Is it really true that simply by changing some of the words you use in your day-to-day language, that you can change your life? I'm Megan Edge. Join me on Playing on the Edge, Radical Change with Ease, with my co-host, Dr. Pat, on Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to seeing you there. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Oh, I love that. I want you to notice when I'm not around. You know, that song is, you know, for those of you that are thinking, oh, my God, Dr. Pat, that thing is so dark. Yeah. Uh, Just so you know, for those of you that haven't heard me talk about the dark night of my soul, uh, I think we all get one. Uh, the, the, The key really for all of this is that you don't become that thing. Today, Una Drake is joining me here today because we are talking about juicy love. And one of the key elements to looking at your juicy love is to look at your juicy community, the people around you that can support you in the good, the bad, the ugly, and the weird. And that's what we're talking about today. How do you find those people? And then it's not even so much, Una, how do you know that you found them? Because you know you know. Uh, But before we do that, before we go to our instant message, what is the best way for people to find out more about you again? Well, come to my website, unadrake.com. That's U-N-A-D-R-A-K-E.com. And you can read all about me. You can uh, read blog posts, uh, listen to past, you know, archived interviews and radio shows. And you can message me. You can uh, send me an email through my site or you can set up a time to for us to talk, a phone appointment. Just click on the link that says talk to Una. And I'd be, I'd love to talk with you, talk with you and help you find your tribe. And so you can live a juicy life. I say that I help people find juicy love and live a juicy life and having a juicy community, having a tribe that supports us and accepts us is part of having a juicy life. Wow. Listen, we are talking about finding that tribe, right? And, you know, I I was saying I got different little tribes, right? Uh, All around me. Um, I've got my spiritual community. I've got my friends that I go dancing with, potlucks with. Then I got my table tennis buddies and what a hoot they are. Um, and then I have my close relationship friends, you know, my, my friendship with Linda, close relationship, people that when you're in the trench, you dial their phone number. But, you know, I have to tell you, if I didn't have like a Supo triple Leo friend when I first moved out to Seattle, I'm not sure I would have stayed here. And the reason being is like our, our listener who just wrote in. We are introverts, and the idea of walking down to Century Ballroom or some other place and and walking in there and going dancing 
and not feeling like a little bit like a little creep in that song, that's a life journey. How do you help people? Because that's the work you do, right? Yes, it's part of the work I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Helping people uh, put themselves out there because there is real emotional risk in doing that, whether it's going on a first date or whether it's just going into a new social environment. So I would recommend, especially for an introvert, don't pick going into a huge ballroom with, you know, one or 200 people. Uh, Don't pick that as your activity, you know, uh, wait till you have a group of friends who will go with you to the ballroom. Uh, But at first choose something that's much more in line with your introvert nature, you know, so choose something like a small discussion group on meetup or through a a local bookstore uh, or um, join a book club. A lot of neighborhoods have group book clubs. You might be able to hook up with some through a library. Uh, You can find a lot of times you can find book clubs on meetup.com. I know I keep on referencing meetup.com. I don't work for them. They're not paying me, but I've just found it to be such a powerful way to connect with like-minded people uh, in the community that are open to actually getting together in person. And um, you can find uh, on meetup, you can find people from who are interested in all sorts of different things, you know, people who are Again, you know, there's like philosophy discussion groups. There's, uh, again, book clubs. There's writing groups. There's, you know, business networking groups, uh, just hiking groups, all sorts of things. So whatever your interest is, I would say take look in your community for people who have similar interests and, and recognize uh, what what brings you joy. What are you passionate about? What do you wish that you had someone to talk to? talk about, you know, talk about this, whatever subject it is with them or do this activity, you know, maybe it's a gardening, maybe you, maybe you're passionate about gardening. I know we're just going into the spring now. So maybe you want to get involved with the Seattle tilt, you know, or a gardening club or something like that, you know, just look for the organizations in your community that are aligned with, um, your interest. Um, And honestly, you know, church or faith communities can be really good for that, too. It depends on, you know, what your background is Um, in, you know, again, finding clubs and interest groups and, uh, you know, meetup.com. I mean, just literally type in the keywords for whatever you're interested in into the homepage of meetup.com. And uh, you'd probably be surprised at what comes up. And a lot of those meetups, a lot of meetups are really small and they're really you're not going to be in some meetups. Sure. You're going to be walking into a large group, but a many, many meetups, especially the smaller, more focused ones, uh, they're the, the organizer might be thrilled that to even get a few people to come to an event, especially like a small discussion group. So that would be absolutely perfect for introverts. Um, and, uh, you know, so again, just align with what's what you are passionate about and what you really want to delve into, what brings you joy, because that's the seeds of community right there. And then, um, you know, when you find a few other people or say a small meetup that uh, that, you know, you align with, I encourage you to step up or contribute to your community. You know, if you find a meetup that 
you know, ask the organizer, what can I bring? Can I bring snacks or can I bring tea for us to drink or something, you know, but contribute because when you are willing to contribute, that is really, really appreciated by other community members. And then you know that you're not just taking from the group. You're actually showing up in, in a spirit of service, which is huge. Um, and then if you're really brave, I recommend transitioning to a position of leadership or service, you know, service leadership within mm -hmm. a community that you align with, because that's where you're really going to go to the next level. And you're going to help other people find the community that resonates with them. So you're going to not be that person who is in need, but you're going to be a person who's providing community to other people, which is incredibly more powerful. It's like at the next level of, you know, needing acceptance or needing a community needing to fit in, which everyone needs, by the way. But if, if you can get to the place where you're not just, um, seeking that, or you're not just a, like a consumer of community, but you're actually a provider of community, that is yeah. a next level thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a next level thing, but also I want to talk about another way. And this is something that I know you and I are going to talk about today. Um, all of this though, and the goal of this is to move towards building a solid foundation for an intimate relationship. And I know we mentioned that earlier, but I, I want to make sure we talk about that now. And Benny, let's go ahead and skip this break. The idea of plugging in, when I first moved to Seattle, now I didn't know this is the way this was going to happen. I was so struck by the opportunities to be of service here. Um, and I don't mean just Seattle. I mean Seattle, Tacoma, Bellevue, Renton, all Everett, all of these places you can be of service. And I came from the East Coast where outside of New York, it wasn't that evident. Oh. So I came here and I signed up to volunteer for the Chicken Soup Brigade, cutting up turkeys, making meals for people with HIV. Wow. Isn't that another way, right? Absolutely. And if you are giving, especially to to a cause or an organization that you're really passionate about, well, guess who's going to be elbow to elbow with you as you're cutting up that chicken or making that chicken soup or, you know, whatever activity it is, you know, building the, the Habitat for Humanity. You know, you're going to be next to and working alongside people who share your interests, share your passion and are aligned with what you're already interested in and you're giving. So, you know, if you're meeting people like on a volunteer site, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, building trails or, you know, helping at a, a, a shelter, you know, a, a homeless shelter or a cat or dog shelter, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know that you're going to be alongside people who care about the same stuff that you care about and you're going to get to see them in action. And honestly, if that, you know, cute man or woman next to you is volunteering, um, you know, you know that they ha probably have a good heart, a good soul. And, you know, they're willing to get out of bed in the morning and go help somebody else who's not them. That's mm -hmm. a good sign. <laughs> That's promising. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I have a friend who uh, on Sundays, especially in the summer, 
but around the holidays a lot, like Christmas, packs up a truck full of people and they drive down to Seattle and they give out soup to the homeless people. Um, Now, let me just talk about the range of opportunity. We are not short here in the Pacific Northwest for opportunities to be of service. Everything from gathering food for children uh, to scheduling at Children's Hospital to volunteering at a senior center, you know, to volunteering corrections. There's so much here. And isn't it about, again, building those heart-to-heart connections so that you know how to do that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it starts with with discovering within yourself what you actually care about and then going out and finding a way that you can connect with other people around what whatever that is, you know, whatever that is that you care about, whatever brings you alive. Because the whole point of this is to become more alive and more connected and to, you know, create that that juice in your life, you know, with community and then with finding uh, someone special that you can really, you know, have a juicy love with. So um, it it starts with identifying what really matters to you and what you care about, what you're passionate about, what makes you come alive so that you can connect with other people around that, who people who have similar interests. Because if you're connecting with people on that level, then they're going to see that in you. So you're not suppressing what makes you alive to fit in. You're being celebrated for what makes you come alive. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Um, One of the things we hear a lot about, uh, Una, is the fact that people enter in relationships and a lot of times it's a chemistry. And, you know, past the first initial novelty of that, you actually have to have a dialogue and communication. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, uh, I use this tool. I call it the HAP triangle. Um, I don't know. Here's like a little graphic. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, yeah, but... I got it. Okay. Yeah. And um, and I say that you need all the parts of that HAP triangle. Uh, you need the hotness, the availability, and the proximity in order to have a chance for a relationship to really work. So the hotness, of course, is the attraction, it's the chemistry. You know, usually we wouldn't be having this conversation if there wasn't some hotness there, you know, some chemistry and attraction. Availability, sure. Yeah, they, you know, if you want a monogamous relationship, you should be, uh, you know, talking to someone who's single. You know, if they're not single, then move on. Um <laughs> And uh, then with proximity, of course, on a, on a surface level, that seems like it's just talking about distance. You know, of course, if you want to see the person uh-huh. on a regular basis, they shouldn't be too far away. But there's also, yeah. I talk about proximal interests, proximal worldview. You know, how much overlap is there in what you're passionate about with what they're passionate about, you know, with your worldview and their worldview, you know, how what is the lens that you see the world through and what is the lens that they see the world through? Because if there's a lot of overlap between you, then, um, then you'll understand each other at a, at a much, much more mm-hmm. deep level than if there's a lot of um, separation there, you know, yeah. there's a lot of distance. Yeah. Um, I, I know we've got a few minutes left and I want to talk a little bit about this. 
Um, you've covered today in the show talking about, you know, this idea of building this tribe, this relationship. How does it translate into that ecosystem for a healthy, intimate partnerships? Um, what are some of the ways that, you know, we can avoid possible disaster in these relationships because we have this ecosystem? Sure. Yeah. Well, um, if you have an ecosystem, uh, you know, a good tribe, a support network around you, then you will be getting many of your social needs met, you know, your human needs for, uh, you know, relatedness met by other people in your tribe, in your community, in your ecosystem. Um, and you won't just be relying on one person, you know, your designated partner for that. Because, you know, we all have different needs. Um, we have, you know, say you get depressed and you, you know, you need to, to, you know, vent or communicate or get extra support. You know, if you are only relying on one person to meet all of those needs, even if you have a therapist, um, you know, that can be kind of daunting or you know, a lot of times you need a break from your from yeah. your primary partner, yeah, just to get other stimulation. You know, yeah. to do other things. You know, maybe they're not into knitting or they're not <laughs> into Jane Austen novels or whatever it is. Uh, you yeah. need other people that you can, or they're not into ping pong. You know, you need other yeah, people. Yeah, I can't that even you imagine can... that. I can't <laughs> imagine them not being into ping pong. Seriously, no. But it's not for everybody. I'll tell you that right now. Um, you're absolutely right about it. But the other thing is also something important you said. They don't even understand why I'm so into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Benny does. But, th- but this is where we get to say, because we understand our own tribe relationships, we're not going to feel threatened when our partner, our date, or whatever you want to call them, says, I'm going to go hang out with my buddies. And isn't that part of it, too? Because now we're understanding the global impact of relationships. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's it's important for people to have other outlets and other other people that they can hang out with, other other things that you need to go outside the relationship to get some needs met and then bring that and get kind of juiced up outside. And I'm not saying like outside of the relationship in a sexual sense or anything like that, but you're just going out to do other things, you know, to get other connection needs met, et cetera. And then you can fill yourself up from a, a stream or a well that's not just your primary relationship. And yeah. that's important because if you're only relying on one primary relationship for the vast majority of your needs, then that well is going to run dry. It's just going to, it's, it's going to run dry. There's no other way to put it, or it's going to become very, very unhealthy. And, um, you know, we need other people. Again, we're, we're social, social beings. And for some people, their, their, their community, their tribe, their network might be larger than others. You know, maybe an introvert's needs are not as large as someone who's a major extrovert, but (laughs) we all have social needs beyond just a primary partner. 
is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, this is really part of looking at what is inside of us that we absolutely want to fill with people that are endearing to us. And my mom used to say, honey, don't put all your eggs into that one basket. And she was talking about relationships right there. Uh, She wasn't saying, go ahead and spread your wings and do some weird stuff. What she was saying is, make sure that you have various places to get all of your needs met. And I think that's what you're doing to help people today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, Uh, it's just... It's important to have other sources, you know, other people that you can go yeah. to. And, and especially when you have kids, honestly, yeah. I mean, I know not not everybody's going to have kids and they might be past that period in their life. But especially, you know, if there's, you know, you are in a relationship with a, another partner and then you have children, uh, you really do need a, a village to raise a child. I mean, if you're just, you know, one or two people trying to do that it's hard to impossible. I mean, it's just, you know, we have limited resources as, as human beings. I mean, we have limitations on what we can do just ourselves. And there's some amazing, amazing single parents out there. And there are some amazing couples raising kids in isolated situations. I'm not trying to diminish any of them, but by and large, you know, as humans, we need community, especially Mm -hmm. in stressful times. And honestly, raising young children is a stressful time. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. it just is, you know, and um, you need extra support. You need extra people around you that you can call on, you know. Yeah, we need to refill our tank. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Una, thank you for today. Thank you for doing what you do in the world. Thank you for helping so many people. Um, I want to ask you a personal message. What would you like to leave us with today? Well, find your tribe. Uh, be willing to step out of your comfort zone. Be willing to be vulnerable. Be willing to search within and identify what brings you joy and what you're truly passionate about. Be willing to explore a new interest or a new passion that you're not sure about, but you may be it's worth giving it a try. It's worth seeking out a group and seeing if you like it. It's worth taking a class. You know, try something new. Try meeting new people and putting yourself out there in even just a little way and see what that brings into your life. I think that you'll be happy about it. I love and, it. Uh, you can go to my website, unadrake.com, U-N-A-D-R-A-K-E.com. Email me, set up a time to talk to me. I'd love to talk with you. And you can also, I run a couple different meetup groups. I run Single Geeks and Nerds Meetup and Juice Seattle Juicy Love Juicy Life. So you can join those meetups and uh, come to an activity or an event that I'm hosting. I'd love to I, see you. I love it because this is where you're saying, listen, you know, we're going to make sure that we have open arms for you. Just step in. It's going to be okay. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Una Drake, I'm Dr. Pat, everyone. And remember, you know, we live in a great place here, but even if you don't live in a Pacific Northwest, there is a tribe right in your backyard. Reach out, connect, and open up, open your heart, and get ready for that juicy love. You've been listening to Your Juicy Love with me, Una Drake. 
Tune in each month as Dr. Pat and I co-host together, creating juicy conversations, and every second Monday at 12 p.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. I interview amazing guests, and you'll learn how to transform your relationships so you can stay juicy. To learn more about me or to listen to past shows, visit my website at unadrake.com. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.